This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1402, What Consumes Your Mind, Controls Your Life and Finances, part two, by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, welcome to the old podcast, that's the OLD podcast, Optimal Living Daily, where I read to you like a big ongoing audiobook from many different authors with their permission, but today being a continuation from yesterday, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and start optimizing your life. What Consumes Your Mind Controls Your Life and Finances, part two by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. Twitter and Instagram are a little different. Yes, it's easy to get sucked into both and you are exposed to some ads, but you truly are in more control of what you see as your feed fills up in chronological order with content shared by people you choose to follow. Don't like the content? Unfollow those people and your feed will go back to being filled with the content you love. The problem with both Twitter and Instagram is the profiles you choose to follow could all be selling things. If not physical products, then at least a lifestyle you wanna have. This is where the money side of this argument comes in. The social media accounts you follow can take a serious toll on your finances. Not only does flow stop you from changing the channel, which results in a television network earning more ad revenue, it also exposes you to repeated ads for products that are specifically chosen to be pushed at someone who is interested in the shows on one network. While most of us don't go out and buy something the minute we see it on television, seeing it repeatedly over and over again does plant the seed in our minds that we need it. Social media networks do the same thing, only it makes those items available to us with the click of a mouse. And considering that we now spend more time staring at our phones than watching television, it's time to pay attention to how it affects our lives and finances. I can't say I've bought anything through a Facebook ad, but I have definitely bought things I saw on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. For me, is usually books. When someone would share a link to one of those 10 books you need to read right now type of lists on Twitter, I punch all the titles into Amazon, pick two I liked so I could get the total over $25 for free shipping, and buy them. And if I only liked one book, I choose a second book from the other titles recommended to me, another example of digital flow. That was $28 to $30 out the door because someone shared an article on Twitter. Instagram and Pinterest are where we can get into the most trouble because visual media is often so much more powerful than what we pull from text. You might think following fashion or lifestyle accounts gives you inspiration or is just nice to look at, but what it's really doing is setting an ideal that we can't necessarily afford to achieve. What's trendy now won't be trendy forever, which means that following trends will require us to constantly have to spend money. I don't know if there are any stats on this, but following your favorite brands on any social media network 
surely leads to more impulse purchases being made. Perhaps only our own credit card statements hold the proof of that. So how can we take control back and avoid the effects of this digital flow? I'm sure the phrase, what consumes your mind controls your life, was meant to prove that our thoughts can become our reality, especially if we have a positive or negative mindset. But considering the fact that we now spend more than 50% of our waking hours consuming media, and that number is expected to increase, we should be a bit more literal about this subject and take steps to make sure that what we consume doesn't negatively impact our lives or finances. One common suggestion is to do a digital detox, where you give up your phone and or don't go online for a few days or weeks. Personally, I've never been a fan of this idea, not because it makes me uncomfortable or I think I couldn't do it, but because it seems like a temporary solution. It's like an alcoholic giving up drinking for seven days, but knowing they can go back to it after. It won't change anything long-term. Instead, I believe we should all be more intentional about which social media networks we use, how much time we give them, and who we follow. First note, added August 18, 2019, after reading Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, which is all about doing a 30-day digital detox, I'm more on board with the idea. Personally, I made a few big changes. Number one, I deleted the Facebook app. Number two, I deleted the Facebook Messenger app. Number three, I deleted the Pinterest app. Number four, I deleted the Netflix app. I can watch it on my computer or Apple TV. Number five, I deleted all the boards and pins on my Pinterest profile, except the one I have to use for work. Number six, I removed the link to my Pinterest account from my blog and email list. And number seven, I removed the link to my Google Plus account from my blog and email list. Oh, and I've always had notifications for all apps, except calls and texts, turned off. Second note, added August 18, 2019, since first publishing this post four years ago, I have quit Google+, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter entirely. The only platform I still use is Instagram. I've tested this new phone setup for a few weeks now and have already seen a huge difference in my productivity. In fact, I'm 12 days into my current billing cycle and have used just 566 megabytes of data. I like to think of the six gigabytes of cell phone data I have access to as my emergency fund now. It's there if I need it, but I'd prefer not to touch it. I'm so glad the months of using nine gigabytes of cell phone data and being charged extra fees are long gone. The concern about how much time we spend online and on our phones is a hot topic in the blogosphere right now. Courtney Carver recently wrote about the possible addiction she had to her cell phone and suggested we all take a 24-hour sabbatical from it. And my friend Anthony suggested we ban all technology from the first hour of our days, as well as delete apps, or at least move them around on the screen so we break the habit of opening them. Since I've read the facts and don't necessarily believe we'll all magically start consuming less media, my suggestion is to be very mindful about which accounts you follow online. If you find yourself constantly staring at images of things you can't afford to buy or do, unfollow the accounts that post them. Then look for new accounts that post pictures that can inspire you to get outside and put your phone down after so you can go do that with the people you love. Oh, and unlike and unfollow every store on all platforms, Even though you've been loyal to them, they won't miss you, and your bank account will thank you. You just listened to part two of the post titled, What Consumes Your Mind Controls Your Life and Finances by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you again to Kate. Interesting, the only platform she kept was Instagram. My social media use is extremely limited. I do have all of those apps, but I rarely check them and almost never scroll the feeds. The one thing I do like with Facebook is Facebook groups because I can solve issues or keep you updated in certain fields and areas, even connect you with like-minded people. I like that, but I'll typically only go to a group if I'm looking for something in particular instead of just browsing. Instagram feels more like browsing to me and not really acting on it, so I'm not usually there, but I do see the value in it for others. By the way, you can follow us at Old Podcast for inspirational quotes, book giveaways, and more. I think it'll impact you in a positive way. But that'll do it for today and this weekend. I'll be back tomorrow, so I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.